welcome to another episode of Electable. I'm Deb Chubb, and this podcast is sponsored by Indiana Women's Action Movement. Um, we are very excited today to be with Annabelle Prokopi. Uh, she is from West Lafayette, and we are going to be talking about her activism as a high school student uh, and uh, specifically her work uh, for climate change uh, issues. So thanks for coming on with me, Annabelle. That's great that you're here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Deb. I'm really excited for this recording. <laughs> good, good. So um, we, we talked a little bit before and um, I was just, just so impressed with what you've done so far. And um, I know that you've been working on climate change issues for uh, a couple of years. And um, starting with your own, uh, your own group, uh, uh, Strike for Climate Change, and now Confront Climate Change, a different group. But tell me what inspired you to create these groups and become more active. Yeah, so originally when I first started in 2019 working on climate action, I was really inspired by the global movements, as were a lot of people. So we saw, you know, Greta Thunberg and we saw other people in Europe. Um, and really all around the world, starting these different movements. And there were thousands of people um, striking. And that was really inspiring to me. And I wanted to get involved and, you know, do my part. But I realized there was really no way in my community, in my community to do so. You know, there were no student groups speaking with our city council or our mayor asking for change when they really weren't doing very much. And there were just no groups really organizing around the issue of climate change. So that just inspired me a little more. I guess I decided to use the spark that I had for change and I just decided to start West Lafayette Climate Strikes. And we're a local group here in West Lafayette composed of students from my high school. And yeah, we've been able to do a lot of really incredible things. And I think that inspiration and that spark really came from all of the global movements all around the world. Well, that's awesome. Yes, I mean, you know, Greta Thunberg, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, gosh, she just cannot be impressed enough with, you know, her stamina and her commitment and her just, you know, being so articulate um, about yeah. the topic and brave uh, mm -hmm. uh, everywhere she goes. Uh, she's, you know, I'm sure, she, you know, we always see her, uh, you know, getting applauded, but I am sure that, you know, she gets a lot of other comments <laughs> mm -hmm. um, when we're not watching. So tell me more about the group. So I want to know why climate change is so important to you um, that you were motivated to, to do this work? Yeah, so I guess it's kind of cliche, but climate change is obviously an existential threat and we all need to be doing our part to, um, to mitigate it. And we really think a lot in this movement about working towards the future. You know, we're very concerned about the future effects of the climate crisis, what we're gonna see down the line in different countries, but even here in our own communities. But another aspect that really motivated me was just understanding that the climate crisis really is here. And in a lot of different countries and really in communities in the United States, there are already pretty extreme effects from climate change. Um, you know, I've talked to people on my podcast from various countries, from like Mexico, Colombia, and they're already experiencing these effects. So I think that's really a lot of motivation to organize against the climate crisis because we know that these effects are just going to get worse. Um, they're not just in the future, they're here. And it really is everyone's place to do what they can. 
So, and I'm glad you mentioned a podcast. I meant to say that in the beginning that I think that's so awesome that you have a podcast and I've listened to some of your podcasts and you have really interviewed some really amazing people from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I was especially taken by the uh, woman in uh, San Francisco uh, who has done so much to develop uh, po- um, policy in the city that addresses climate change. I thought that was really wonderful. I can't remember her name, I'm so sorry. Um, but of course you were super impressive on that podcast too. So um, I, and my other real interest is the fact that you're young and I, it's a real curiosity of mine about you know what inspires young people now. I can't imagine what it is like to be a young person now in the, you know, in these circumstances that we are in um, politically, um, as, you know, climate change, um, all kinds of sort of, you know, just dramatic uh, dramatic circumstances. And so, um, so I really would love to hear your insight on, you know, what you think about your future and this country's future. Uh, yeah, you know, Deb, I think there's a lot of hope for the future. I think we see this generation really getting involved in politics, really getting involved in different movements for justice and for action. Um, And I think we're really starting to see that change. And I've really seen it with my podcast and with the people I get to work with all around the state and in my community. They're some of the most incredible leaders that I know. And I really think that a lot of them are going to make a really big difference in the future. So that gives me a lot of hope um, because, you know, now we're not in the best position politically. Um, You know, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of arguments and just not making a lot of progress on issues that we really need to be making a lot of progress on right now. Um, But yeah, I do think there's a lot of hope for the future and I see young people really starting to become really effective leaders. So um, your work um, through Confront Climate Change is really um, committed to nonpartisan Mm -hmm. um, approach. And Mm -hmm. and I I certainly understand that given the circumstances in our state legislature. but I guess I, uh, I wonder about, I, I, I wanna say that I talk to a lot of young people and I get a sense of just kind of disillusionment about government and um, politics, um, a sense that it's broken, it's just broken. And, um, and so, and, and I don't think you're in this same category, but many young people are just, they have just disenfranchised themselves. You know, they just don't want to participate because they just don't see any hope. And I mean, it's beautiful that you are seeing hope in the future. I see hope in the future, but, um, but I, I worry about young people who are disengaged. And so, um, you know, I know that you work to recruit volunteers for the groups that you are in. What is your sense out, uh, about the students out there and other young people and about recruiting them and their engagement in politics and climate change issues? Yeah, so that's really one of the goals of our group is to recruit a lot of people who maybe are involved already in climate action or in really just any um, activism movement, because I personally really believe that anyone can be an activist and anyone can use their voice for what they believe in, even if they have no experience, even if they're pretty busy and they maybe don't have a lot of time, they can get involved in whatever way they feel most comfortable and in whatever way suits their skill set the best. And they can make a really big difference and they can gain these skills that they can take into the future. So what kind of things do you do? How do you recruit uh, people your age? Yeah, so we usually start by just talking to people we know. 
Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends at my school and just told them about what we're doing, asked if they want to get involved. And if they say yes, um, we just recruit them to our group. And a lot of, at least a few of them have really gotten involved and are now really core team members, which is really incredible. And as for around the state, we like to reach out to different high schools, different organizations that we know are affiliated with youth and ask if any of their members are interested. And we just make sure to emphasize you don't have to have any previous experience. And this group is a really incredible atmosphere and we really want everyone. And, and what kind of, um, you know, what uh, amount, I guess, of getting together and working for this group, you know, are you expecting from volunteers and, or what do you just, you know, what do you get? I mean, how, how much time are, are young people willing to spend on this? Yeah, so it really depends on the person. We have a couple of different options that people can take. So first, if you have a lot of time or you really want to just be super involved, you can join our core team. So we have about 20 students from around Indiana who attend weekly Zoom meetings for core team. They also try to attend our sub-team meetings and they may be a director for a sub-team. And that's obviously a bigger time commitment, but you really get more involved in the team and you get to know everyone, which is really incredible. Um, I love talking with all of them. And we also just have volunteers. So if you can't commit to that much and you maybe just want to go to one or two meetings every couple of weeks, you can be a volunteer for one of our sub teams. So you can be a volunteer for our social media sub team, our events planning sub team, et cetera. And you can just attend those meetings and put your input and help to really contribute to whatever group that you are working with. Well, and I know that you had mentioned to me earlier that um, you really enjoy getting together. And, mm -hmm. and I wonder if that is a good draw for young people, just yeah. that you would get to hang out and, uh, you know, and be together. Yeah, something I always tell people that if I'm trying to recruit them is just how incredible this group is and how much of close friends we've all become. Um, I think that is a really big draw. I think making these friends from all around the state who care about the same issues that you care about and are willing to work for solutions is really inspiring. And we do have a lot of fun when we hang out. We go down to Carmel, um, we come to West Lafayette, and we just, you know, we just have fun. We have a good time. We're going to DC next week. So we really do enjoy hanging out with each other and getting to know each other. What are you doing in DC? Yeah, so we are meeting with a couple of legislators. We're meeting with Senator Mike Braun, and we're meeting with the staff of Senator Todd Young and Senator Jim Baird, or Representative Jim Baird. We're also oh, meeting wow. with a few different activists that we're inspired by, um, activists from Fridays for Future Digital, and I think a couple of others. So we're really just trying to network, um, make some moves for our legislation, and also just have a good time, get to know each other better, and just become a closer team. Have, and now is this your first trip to DC? I went as a, a, as a lobbyist. Yeah, it is my first trip as a lobbyist. I haven't been in a very long time. So I'm very excited. That's good. I, you know, I so want to hear um, what you learn and how you, uh, you know, how that trip goes. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I've done yeah. a lot of those trips and uh, it's really, it's just so interesting what happens when you go to uh, talk with, um, a legislator. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, are you, you also are doing lobbying at the state level, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. So, and you told me that um, you have an event coming up. So tell me about that. 
So we don't have an event really in the plans right now, but we do know that in January, we're going to be having a huge event at the Indianapolis State House. We're hoping to have a thousand people show up, maybe more, uh, mostly students, but we obviously want a big adult presence as well. And the goal of this event is going to be to add to promote our legislation and lobby to pass it. So we're hoping that we'll be able to get the attention of a lot of legislators with all of our attendees, have some really passionate speeches, and really just get the ball rolling as we move into the legislative session. Oh, wow. That, you know, that's excellent. So can I ask you, just stepping outside of that particular organization for a moment, mm -hmm. um, um, what other issues uh, do you see among your peers um, are, are resonating? What do students your age want to be involved in? What issues um, are important? Yeah, a lot of people have been getting involved in, um, you know, racial justice movements. And this is obviously a very important issue that we're facing and we have been facing for a long time. And I think it's really interesting because a lot of the people that I work with in climate are also involved in those movements, uh, myself included, because we understand that everything is connected. So you can't just call yourself a climate activist without also supporting minorities and um, by, by POC um, people. So you have to really advocate for everyone. And the same goes for feminism and um, movements for women's rights, because we see that women around the world experience the greatest effects of climate change. So you have to be really involved. You don't have to be really involved in every movement, but you have to at least understand that there are these issues and be willing to advocate for them because everything is connected. Well, that is very true. That's great. So I want to ask too, if you or peers that you are working with um, have any um, aspirations uh, to serve in public office? Yeah, I think that there are definitely a few people on our group who would do very well in public office. Um, I think they could really rise to the challenge and create some really incredible change. Um, I guess the first person that comes to my mind, you wouldn't know him, but Rahul Jirai, he's a rising sophomore at my school, and he has been really leading this charge for legislative action. He's been, he helped write the legislation. He's been doing a lot at the estate level. I could really see him as the next governor of Indiana, not the next one, but a future one. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for myself, I think it could be really cool to get into politics. I think that there could be some really big potential. Um, if a lot of us were able to get involved, I don't see it in my immediate future, but I think that it would be something I would look into. And have you or any of your friends um, worked on any campaigns? Yeah, I have. I actually interned for a Senate campaign last summer, so that was really cool. And yeah, I guess just before the election last year, I did a lot of lit drops, a lot of phone banking. Wow. Or can't for local candidates as well as for um, Joe Biden and a lot of other people were also doing that a lot of peers. Wow well that's excellent excellent so um, I guess I have to ask you you know I mean statistically people your age do not come out in big numbers to vote and you know I just wonder you know what you think about that if you know why that is if you know what those people are feeling or thinking or why they are not voting. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's kind of a sense of my voice doesn't matter or my vote doesn't count. When you are in high school, uh, there's a lot of other things you're thinking about. And I don't think voting is really at the top of it unless 
you really are passionate about the future and about different candidates. Um, but for the most part, people are way more concerned about other factors in their lives. So I think there just needs to be a bigger push to, you know, maybe bring voting to high schools and encourage people to participate. I think that could be a really important step. Um, yeah, I think we did see kind of a change, though, at the last election cycle. I think a lot of young people were turning out to vote um, for the presidential election, at least maybe not local. But I think young people are starting to realize that their voice counts and that they really need to show up. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, they um, they did uh, in Indiana, we did get more young people voting than um, previously. Um, mm -hmm. But interestingly, um, Indiana had one of the highest uh, rates of new young voters uh, voting Republican. Um, so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm not sure not sure what to make of all that. So, um, which kind of brings me um, to my next question. And I just wonder if you are aware of the For the People Act. Um, you know, it you know, made me think of it when you said, you know, we should bring voting to high schools. And of course, you know, we're right now facing a lot of uh, legislation around the country that's really, you know, going the opposite way, not expanding mm -hmm. access to voting, but of course, um, making it less accessible. And um, so I wonder if you're familiar with the For the People Act. I think it's, I think it's important and I think it's important for, for that reason, the um, access to voting, but I like to bring it up among young people because I think, like I told you earlier when we were talking that my sense from a lot of young people that I talk to is that government is just broken. Uh, and that there's, you know, like you said, they don't feel like their, their voice matters. And it, there's just this sense of disillusionment. And so I say to people, um, well, what if I told you that there was a bill pending right now um, that would reform campaign finance rules and seek to Im increase ethical <laughs> financial behavior among elected officials? So I wonder if you, and that's the For the People Act and the other, which is the other part of the um, act that includes the increasing access to, uh, to the polls. So um, are you familiar with that bill and what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm not too familiar with the act, um, but I think it is really important that we do increase voting access and information. So I think it should obviously be voted um, into place and be implemented. I think that young people, as well as really any citizen, is going to benefit from it. You know, there's no, there's nothing to lose from more polls, and there's nothing to lose from more information around candidates. Yeah. Oh well, and I think it's a very important, a very important bill. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, that's one of my, you know, current passions is trying to get that bill passed. I think that is one mm -hmm. of the biggest opportunities we have to reform government uh, and election laws uh, right now. So, okay, so tell us more about how people can reach your podcast and your organization and what people can do to support you. Yeah, so first for the organizations, you can follow us on social media. So at WL Climate Strike and at Confront the Climate Crisis on Instagram. And the links for our other social medias should be in our bios. So that's where we really post a lot of different um, updates, photos of our teams, different calls to action of, about our events, et cetera. And I guess I can plug our Facebooks too. I think they're just West Lafayette Climate Strike and Confront the Climate Crisis. So it's pretty simple to remember. 
So I have to ask you, which social media platform are you using most? We use Instagram the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're also on Twitter. Okay, good. Okay, so, and then, yeah, and tell us more about how uh, people can find your podcast. Yeah, so for my podcast, you can find it on any platform. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. It should be everywhere. Um, and you can follow it at On Strike with Insight on Instagram as well. Say that again, On, on Strike? Uh, at On Strike with Insight. Oh, excellent. Okay, great. Great. All right. So, well, um, it's been really um, insightful talking to you. Um, I'm so, so impressed with young people uh, and their activism. It's, it's so important. And, uh, and us old people feel like we don't know how to, how to reach you. So there, and there you are reaching out to the world. So you're doing, you're doing such great work. So thank you so much for, for joining me and, and talking about all this. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was a really great conversation. Good. All right. And good luck with everything. And I want to have an update when you get back from DC. Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care.